And I, uh, well, first of all, I got up and I was like, wow, why is coffee not made? Because Emily always makes coffee. Question. And she goes, oh, I, oh, she goes, I'm actually leaving right now to go meet someone for coffee. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So then I go to make coffee and there's no coffee. Oh. And I'm like, this is not a fucking proper way to start a day. This is. And I go, I might, I might have to get you to like bring me one and drop it off and I'll come down and pick it up and you can drive by and hand it to me. And then I opened that little drawer in the fridge that you never use. And there is a little red bag, like a stocking stuffer bag. You mean, are you talking um, about the GH drawer? Yeah, yeah, the GH <laughs> drawer. The one I don't use anymore. Right? You know, okay, makes you sense. You know, it's got like an expired vial of Humalog in it that isn't even safe to use. And then it's got like a bunch of peptides that are half open and you know that they're completely expired. And uh, anyways, um, I reach in that drawer and there's a little red Christmas coffee. You know, it's got like cinnamon and nutmeg in it so it was like an emergency stash right like when you run out of ketchup but you have some of those like ketchup packets Packets. yes yes yeah so it was like i found this like emergency life saving single dose (laughs) bag and it was enough to make one liter of coffee and i drank the whole fucking thing and my house smells like christmas so i'm very festive over here you're having a Christmas coffee in August. Yeah. Jedi is wondering why the tree is enough. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so, so, Scott, I like the True Nutrition shirt that kind of looks like the Ride the Lightning out. I know, right? This is the best. They came out with a yeah. new design. And they don't have this one in Shake stock now. Protein. Yes, this is, uh, this is my jam. It's a nice shirt, That's too. Cool. It's like a thin material. So that when I get jacked again, it'll like lay over the muscles, like like, uh, yeah. like when you put a sheet traps in the rhomboids. Yeah, like when you put a sheet over a over a over a statue. You know what I mean? Just hangs yeah. there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to get it. Uh, interestingly enough, I was listening to Ride the Lightning the other day while I was training. I selected Ride the Lightning for my shoulder and tricep session. It's a classic. Yeah, it is. It is. A classic. It is. I listened to that album every day for like two or three years straight. I'd walk in the gym and hit play on the tape deck and I programmed myself so that now if that plays any other time, I have to shut it off because like if I'm on the freeway, bad things are going to happen. Like the adrenaline, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The first, the first four Metallica albums, the first four albums are all where if I hear one of the songs, my brain expects the next song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, and if then another song comes on, I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's supposed to be Injustice for All next. You know, it's Blackened and then Injustice for All. And, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I know exactly how you feel. I, uh, I am also wearing a rather oh, cool shirt. That was my favorite oh, movie. That right away. That's so good. Crew so, Jones. Um, yeah. Crew Jones. So, a good friend of mine and fellow lifer bodybuilder guy, Jason Hutton. Jason Hutton from Edmonton, shout out to Jay Hutton. Everyone in Edmonton knows Jay. Um, He's also into BMXs his whole life. And we didn't even know this about each other when we were bodybuilding friends. We were just like bodybuilding friends, right? I'd see him at the shows and, you know, we competed together a few times and, you know, I'd see him at another gym once in a while. And then we're like good buddies. We worked in the bars. And then it wasn't until like the last few years that I knew that he like, built and sold 
like collectors level BMX bikes. Like it's like a hobby. I knew he had a bike and that he used to ride a BMX a bit, but I didn't know he was like building bikes and selling them like, you know? So, uh, he's like, dude, if you're riding again, I got to make you a shirt. So he had this made for me. That is so cool. So shout out to Jay. That was one of my favorite movies or it actually was my favorite movie for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He messaged me. What color do you want? like blue so here we are so that's my update Dusty. i like your update your update's strong I, I don't want to even mess with that i don't have a rapid racing t-shirt on this is bullshit well, jay hey <laughs> i know but you also uh you have new gym stories to tell me have you found a gym yet i'm gonna get out of here while you guys get this thing rolling yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, yes. Let's let's include this whole thing. Let's just try a different start here. Yeah, I was gonna say why Thanks, would Scott. why would we? Scott's just in. See you, Scott. I got. <laughs> I'm here if you need Scott, me. It, next time you come on the screen, you better have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get old. It doesn't get old. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to America, bitch. <laughs> oh fuck, Detroit. That's how you got to roll he's in Detroit, a, though. I don't know. He's, he's when the last king time you of were Detroit. There. No fucking doubt. <laughs> Jesus. It's that just was, bodybuilding. That was almost as if... And guns. I know, I know. It, it's just bodybuilding and guns. Uh, what are we, episode 98? Something like that. I might be wrong, but yeah. hey, we're freeballing it today. Yep, it doesn't 8, fucking 98. Matter. 98, there Scott. We go. We're going 98. 98. 98. Okay, so, and uh, uh, we have to tell him up front to like... Subscribe, Share. ring the bell, all that shit. Yes. Comment. We're, we're getting that. Friends. And now that we've got that out of the way, we need to talk about your gun situation. What, what's happening with that? Did you did you get the class um, done? What happened? No. So yeah, I, I uh, yeah, we didn't talk about that, did I? No, I don't know what's happening. Oh fuck. Yeah. So I went and I did the the gun course for the regular and restricted firearms. And um, I passed with, you know, like a 98, like a 98 and a 96 on the two tests. So, um, nice. yeah, it was it was pretty easy. It's just good to know. It wasn't like it, it was actually pretty interesting. I didn't really know any of the stuff that because they're teaching you gun safety. Right. So right. Like, I know how to shoot a gun and load a gun and unload a gun and everything. But, you know, you have to be able to answer questions like um, what must you do to transport a long rifle? to the shooting range, and, uh, you know, there's like rules, right? You have to know the laws mm-hmm. a, big t- a big thing is the laws. Cause in Canada, there's so many gun laws and you don't want to break them because then you like can, you know, lose your gun license and then you're not allowed to own a gun. And then it's like really sucks. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of rules about, you know, proper this and proper that. And, and, um, so you just have to know that stuff. You know, it's like, if you're going to drive on the road, you better be able to answer the cop when he asks you questions. <laughs> Yeah, it's like in, in Texas, they have a similar thing. They're like, how do you travel with a long gun? And you're like, oh, you just put it in the gun rack in the window behind me. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what exactly. you do. There you go. So how, do, how, do you take your, how do you take your pistol to the range? I, was, I don't know. Just throw it on the seat next to me. <laughs> exactly. In my, in my truck, you've got the gun safe. You can put it in there if you'd like. I mean, you've yeah, got yeah. options. So, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of that stuff. So, pants. Yeah. So it was, it was good. So, um, so I got the paperwork and, um, I've actually, I'm ready to mail it now. I had to go get like a little passport photo Mm -hmm. because you have to send it away to get your gun license and then your photos on your gun license. Right. So, 
So yeah, I'm just waiting for my 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 wonderful protective federal government to allow me to do something, you know, for my own. I'm just safety. glad they're here to save me, and they're always looking out. Yeah, and I don't ever have to worry about anything on my own because that's what they're for to, to help me. Yeah, grow, growing up around guns and being taught the dangers of firearms and all that respect of guns that I was taught as a kid. I mean, that wouldn't have been enough. I need, no. I need the federal government to tell me what kind of lock has to be on my box. <laughs> it's key. I agree. But you know, that's, we're learning that in general. And the sad thing is, is if we had children, they would actually believe this bullshit. Um, <laughs> Cause they're, they're training them young. They're training them young. They are training so them young. Fair, uh, the, the end. The indoctrination. Indoctrine. Exactly. It's it's actually phenomenal to see firsthand. What what uh, have you selected? What gun you're going to buy? Uh, well, uh, everyone's telling me just they're like everyone's telling me to get a Glock. They're like just get a Glock. Mm -hmm. It's it's just it's the best gun. It's boring. I've had a few people say it's a boring gun, but it's be great gun to shoot and it's reliable as fuck and you won't have any problems and blah blah blah. So it's like hard to. You know, like want to get something it's else because everyone's telling me, you know. Yeah, it makes and, sense. I mean, that I, makes sense. I love the I love the old forty five Smith and Wesson semi. You know, the classic military mm -hmm. issue that I was mentioning earlier. I love that gun, and I love the Beretta, the nine two eight Beretta, which was like also you know a very widely used um, semi. So I love those, but I mean, apparently you have to clean them a lot more and yada yada yada. So. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be good for you. you. You got you got bikes to ride. Yeah, and then there's also another thing too. I was thinking of actually just getting a long gun to start, like just getting like a fun rifle to use at the range, maybe with a scope right. on it. Um, and the reason I was thinking of that is uh, because when I took the course, I realized how much of a fucking huge pain in the ass it is to have a restricted firearm license. There's like a lot of shit you got to do. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll have to really make sure I'm into doing all that because they make you jump through a lot of extra hoops for the restricted, you know, there's a lot of rules. So, um, but with rifles and stuff, it's way, 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 way less rules. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just get a rifle to start so I can go to the range, you know? Makes sense. Makes sense. So you can play at the end of the day. I see your brain. I see your brain as having a very difficult time with, um, the concept of gun laws i i can see they're not quite they're kind of bouncing off and i understand <laughs> it's 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 a troublesome thing being you know american we're like wait you, i just got mine there was one i got one down the sidewalk down the street down there no serial number nothing yeah. i was good to go it's was, was on my way you know i, I follow this you, one it simple <laughs> i follow this one uh instagram page called anti-state and uh, they post like a lot of Second Amendment memes. And they posted one right. the other day. It's like a guy in a grocery store. Like, you know, he's like looking at the peanut butters and the cereals. Like, it's just a grocery aisle. And then there's like a row of right. AK-47s behind him. And it's it's one of those ones where it says, it's one of those ones where it says, um, you know, uh, you know, other person. And it has the, the question, how easy do you think it should be to get a gun? And then the answer, me. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> Uh, you, what do I need with these chips? That's right, a Glock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see the gun that they're that they're talking about that looks that was made to look like a toy Lego gun? Did you see that? No. 
Okay, so there was a bit of a controversy this week because a gun company, they call it the Block, but it has, so it kind and it's like B L O C, but Glock right. is like, hey, this is not our gun. We didn't make this because some people thought it was like Glock's gun, but it's called right. the Block, and it looks like it's made out of Lego. Like it's oh, yellow shit. and red and blue, and it's like a fucking nine mil hand a semi-auto handgun. Like it looks, it looks like a Glock, but it looks like it's made out of Lego. Right. And I guess the company's like the company's like, oh well, it's like a cool looking gun, you know, like there it is. Scott fucking pulling it up. So, <laughs> so I mean, a it actually is a cool looking gun, but I can see all the ways this could go sideways. <laughs> yeah. So now, like you know, all these you know, a lot of the cop pages are coming out. They're going, see, like this is a fucking problem. We don't want kids. We don't want these out there because we're not gonna fucking know what the fuck. You know what I mean? We're going to be yeah. shooting people left and right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sometimes people need to be shot. It is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how, no, but I I love how Scott is on the ball today. Scott's like... He is. Fucking... Well, well, he got that coffee, which is why he was late, which made me on time because we all kind of joined at the same moment because he was late. Uh, right. See, that's how this worked out really in my favor when he went and got Starbucks and he said, I was going to be running late. I'm like, well, that makes me right on schedule then. I too can be ready ten minutes after we're supposed to be. It's perfect. Yes, you know. Well, I hey, I was. Uh, I think I was uh, three minutes ahead of you, so I was one of those nerdy it's, guys that shows up early. It's not my fault though. I I, I had to finish the third season of uh, Yellowstone, and oh. I wasn't gonna cut it short. So you know, I was like, they're gonna have to wait. Oh wait, Scott's late already. It's gonna be perfect timing. So what happens at the end of season three? I can't remember where you are. Well, I can't, I can't say because we don't know who's following, but this is the point where they're uh, talking about bringing in an airport and forcing it onto his land. Ah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, good stuff. That show, I mean, I don't know why it took me so long to click, but that's up there in like my best ever now. Like, that's it a get, top It three. gets out of hand. Gets out of I love it. I love it. I'm like, you know, I just, I just like the idea of not knowing how many people you killed at work. Total. That actually happened right. in the episode just now. She asked, and he actually had no idea. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not. I actually don't know the answer to that. That's the. Uh, there's a scene. Pretty sure it's in season four. But there's a scene with Beth. There is no season that four. is. Oh yeah, see. Oh, so you're. Oh, so you, yeah. Season four is coming. I'm waiting. Season four is the one that's I'm coming. Waiting, which is oh, terrible. So you've I don't, seen now it. Now I'm screwed. Yes. Okay. So how was that? Without ruining it, I don't know. Not that I care. That scene with Beth, where she almost got killed. She had the gun oh, in her face. Yeah. How yeah. was that fucking scene? Now, did you rewind that scene and watch it again? Because I watched it multiple times. Did you really? It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's a, it, I do that occasionally. Like once in a while, there'll be a scene in a movie or a TV show where I think the acting is so awesome that I want to go back and I want to watch it again. And I watch like that actor's face. And then I rewind mm -hmm. it and I watch the other actor's face like the whole time. And I don't take my eyes off them just to see. Cause like that scene was fucking intense, man. Like oh, it yeah. was really, really intense. I remember I watched it a few times and then he comes in and just fucking 
takes takes care of shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? I, I love and, the uh, I, I love the the entrance with the chair is a nice oh, touch. <laughs> it was yeah, that that scene was something else. Yeah, the, the, just the highlight of the whole season for me was that scene. The highlight of the whole series so far was that scene. So yeah, that, I'm just that, um that yeah, show you know what it is though. It's, I'm definitely determined, which is such a simple, obvious thing, but the, I can't imagine anyone else being cast in any of the parts in the show other than who they have now. You know how you do that? Like, no, it, yeah. With, like, they nailed this. Yeah, you and know? then obviously the actors did a great job of making the role theirs. You know, they don't seem disposable. Yeah, no, for you sure. Know? Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't roll it through. I think did we, we talked about that, right, with uh, – Gandolfini and uh, and his situation that they had. And did we talk about that last week or no? I can't remember. Not not for this show. So s- simply put, is uh, so when the when the office started changing who was going to be like the main character, they offered it. They offered it to Gandolfini for four million bucks. HBO came back over the top and said, "We'll pay you three million to not take it because we don't want you to fuck up our show and the image of who you are." They paid him $3 million uh, to not take a part. <laughs> like, right. We have an idea. Because yeah, if you identify him purely as the gangster, they didn't want right, that taken right, away right. because that's obviously a, a killer for them. So, yeah, they gave him $3 bucks to not take the part. That's funny. I wonder how many stories there are like that. Oh, I'm sure they're endless. Because I just saw that because yeah. that yeah, – yeah, you, you follow that, the, the one-minute man that does the quick – Brief things for Barstool Sports. Yeah, he annoys people, the fuck out of me, and he's way too loud. But sometimes, I, I sometimes I do like to hear, like, "Oh, this is going on. This is interesting." Yeah, yeah, that was what caught Go me on this one because he talked about that. Like, you know, imagine someone telling you, "I'll give you three million dollars to stay in your pool and call it a day." <laughs> I'll give you a hundred grand to not work for that guy. Yeah, I'd be like, "Fuck, <laughs> that's funny." Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it, it, that's that's such a fuck. I'm I'm gonna put that on and watch it afterwards. So, what are you gonna do now in the interim? We're waiting for Ozark. We're waiting for Yellowstone. I'll I'll tell you what I'm actually doing. Uh, Nikki had not seen it yet. We've started over. I'm on season one, episode five. Of <laughs> just watching, just watching Yellow, Yellowstone again. Oh, yeah. I'm like, we got to catch you up. We got to catch you up. So, (laughs) so I just finished today where I was, but I'm also, and you know, what's great is this show is so good that even though I just watched it the last couple months, I'm still like, we're watching tonight, right? We're watching tonight, (laughs) (laughs) making sure we get our couple episodes, even though I've already seen them because they're still that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do catch catch things more. You catch things yep. more, and I think I, I get more connected with the character too, so I don't mind. There aren't many shows that I would watch twice, not seasons no. worth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this one's definitely up there. So, because yeah, right now the only other thing I'm waiting for is uh, Dexter. Yeah, of course. I'm. Wait. I'm really interested. Did you see the new trailer, the extended trailer? No, I didn't yet. Yeah, there's like a like a full trailer out now. And oh, no I mean, obviously they don't, they don't tell you too much, obviously, but from the looks of it, I get the mm-hmm. impression that they come for him. Okay. Like, Which, yeah, um, it's like, it kind of looks like it's like his time runs out. Like he's been up there for so long. No one knows who he is, but it looks like 
somebody fucking figures it out because there's like some feds busting through doors and helicopters and you know it looks like chasing and so it's like right yeah it, it definitely goes sideways so i'm i'm excited to see it you know yeah i've, I've definitely mm-hmm. been that's when i i wonder if it's actually going to work you know what yeah, I mean? like, like when, when they when they said they were bringing it back again i it feels like a money grab a little bit <laughs> right but you know what there's there's a lot of people that that agree that that character if he's still alive like curious to see what he would be doing like how's he dealing with oh, like, yeah. killing people is he figured well, out a way to, get it, to you know get his thrills in they, they ended it so weak like i remember the very last episode i was like that's it like yeah there was no closure on it it didn't even really make, i mean it's been so long i don't really remember but i remember just being irritated when it ended i was like that's the end. You yeah, know what I mean? Whereas, whereas some movies or shows, I should say, kind of like um, Sons of Anarchy, like he had the plan from day one, like this is six seasons or whatever it was, six right. or seven, and then that's the end. We're done. Like, like So he had a plan yeah. all the way to the end um, that he stuck by. So at least it made sense, even though I didn't really love that one either. But, you know, same thing. There's only been a couple shows that finished really, really strong. Even Suits, the last season I thought sucked. I was like, I just finished it because I had to finish what I started. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. <clears throat> I try not to get too upset with how stuff ends. I'm like, oh, that's the right. That's how the writer ended it. Okay, he's leaving the rest up to me. That's cool. Right. I try not to let it bother me. <laughs> but you know, right. It does sometimes. Well, you, well, you have the ones that are so good. You know, like like the Sixth Sense, the movie when that ended, and you immediately realized the entire movie was not the way you were looking at it. Like, you know, you talk about that for a week. <laughs> yeah it's almost like he know. you know in, in that case they wrote the ending before they wrote the rest of it you know he had an idea <clears throat> so anywho so what, what's going on what's going on in the bodybuilding world man i'm uh, we, we had uh, usa's here last weekend which was uh or they were in arizona but <clears throat> you know right down the street from my house and uh there's there's some good pros coming into the game it's going to be exciting to yeah. see uh, uh, who who is what. But uh, the kid that won the overall, I think, in a year or two is going to be right in the game. You know, he was uh, a heavyweight, great lines, great muscle, really nothing missing. Uh, Chris Tuttle brought him in, which, uh, of course, also means he's healthy and not going to die anytime soon, which is cool. Um, yeah, 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 so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then actually the super heavyweight that won was a, was a power lifter prior so i mean just slabs of muscle not the prettiest thing you've ever seen and he worked with shelby and was just sliced out of his head i don't know if you saw but you know it was good to see uh some some real bodybuilding at the amateur level again the heavies were stacked there were like 25 26 heavyweights that's awesome yeah i saw some pictures and i i just thought that the you know i saw like you know they put up the winner's circle stuff you know Mm-hmm. And I just saw a bunch of guys that looked really good, but I didn't really have time to like stop and and uh, and like examine everything that happened yet. I had a a crazy hectic weekend, so Why? I just like it was like a blur. Oh, we had like um, there was like a flatland jam here. We had like a mini jam, so some guys came in from out of province, and uh, we had like a big get together on Saturday. I rode I rode for almost six hours straight. We rode all day and um, 
And there was a, a you know, a guy came from uh, Alberta who's like just a phenomenal, you know, world level rider. Um, you know, mm -hmm. he's got videos on YouTube that are just <clears throat> mental. And uh, he's like uh, this, he's like the type of guy, I got to tell you this story. So I, I, I'm, I saved this for you. So here's nice. an example for anyone out there who thinks flat landing is like ballet on a bike or these guys are wimps or whatever. No, 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 no. It's, it's repetitive strain syndrome waiting to happen in like a million ways. Right. So, yeah, of course. so, okay, so he, he's been riding his whole life. So it was like years and years ago, but he was doing a video and you plan those videos, like those guys that film those, those edits for their flat landing mm -hmm. or their skateboarding or whatever, because you're only going to pull some of that stuff off once. Right. And you're trying to catch it on video. So he's coming right. up with these long, these long links in his head. Like I'm going to do this into this, into this, and then switch foot and then bar flip and then roll and then spin and then do this and pull it. And then I'll exit with this. Then he writes it all right. down. And that's a link that he wants to get on video for his next edit. So now right. he'll go out and he'll work on that link and he might not even know every trick in the link. So he might have to learn some tricks that he needs to make the link. And he'll, right. and he set a limit, like I'll give each link 10 days. And if I ride eight hours a day, I should be able to get the link within 10 days. Right. So he'll, they set up the GoPro and it records every fucking second of those eight hours, because if they nail that link, they have to get it because they might never get it right. again. Right. And so, so he's working on these edits and he wants these 10 links for his video. So it's 10 mm -hmm. links that he wants. So he's working and working and grinding and grinding. And he's got a deadline because there's like sponsors involved and shit. And he's trying to get this video done. And his hands start from the, the new stuff he was doing with like bending his wrists awkward ways and landing and, and stuff. His wrists and hands started to go numb at night. And his hands started to close up at night like this and like get really tight. And he would wake up and his hands would be seized up and numb, totally numb. Right. And so he's like working on his forearms and trying to, you know, his fucking hands are starting to fail him. And especially his front brake hand, because he, he's using it a lot. And so anyways, so he takes two fucking breadboards. Right. And glues, glues gloves to them and puts them on his hands to keep his hand open and then just like puts a little like Velcro thing on there or something. And he sleeps with his hands flat. On so that they boards. won't close. So that they won't close because then he wakes up in the morning. It takes him like too long to get his hands working before he can get out on his bike. Right. So, right. So then his, his shoulder starts to go, he gets, starts to get like really bad fucking tendonitis in his, in his shoulder. And he's only halfway right. through the video. So the only time it doesn't hurt is when he's hanging his arm. Like if you bend over and hang your arm, right. it's like, oh, like the pain goes away. So right. he clears off his dresser and sleeps yeah. on his dresser face down with his arm hanging off the side with the breadboards on his fucking hands. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so he can finish. Unreal. Yeah, so he can finish the edit and get those links. And he said, I, he said he failed. He only got nine of the links in time for the video. He didn't get the 10th link. He was, he was almost done the 10th link and he got greedy mm -hmm. and added like a, added like a backwards jumping trick. And right. he, he'd never done it before. So he was like, oh, I'll just learn it right now. And he just went for it 
and he fell and slammed his head and gave himself a concussion and wore sunglasses for a month. No. He was fucked up, yeah. So that's how he finished his edit. He didn't quite get that last link. But he's he's just a legend. Like, And all the other guys, like as he's telling these stories, they're all laughing because they've all heard these stories before, right? And they're like, right. tell them about the breadboards. Tell them about the, you know, like they're, tell them about your ankle. And he's like, oh, yeah. I you, got you're the only ankles. one that didn't know. He has an ankle with like no ligaments on the outside. So he wears two ankle braces. He laces one up real tight and then he puts another one over top and laces it up real tight. And he laces them up with his foot like twisted out so he can't roll his ankle. Oh my God. Yeah, they're just as crazy as us, man. They're, that's what, yeah, that's it, one of it my favorite more. things. It's one of my favorite things about, it's like, you know, when, when you're in bodybuilding and you're doing what we did, you sort of feel like you're, like you're doing something that no one else is doing and you are in a way, but right. That's what I love about other athletes. Like, you know, like I want to see this new movie with about Venus and Serena Williams with Will Smith. You know what I mean? Right. Like I want to see, I want to see yeah. this movie and, and you know, like these other people that are doing this stuff. And I guess with the flatlanders, one of the reasons why I, I have a little extra appreciation for it is because they're doing it. Most of there's no money. Like right. it is, it, they 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 absolutely fucking need to do this it's like a it, and that's something that i find people that need to do what they do very interesting mm -hmm. like that's why i love musicians like i love hearing stories about musicians like i've been going down a rabbit hole dusty hill from mm -hmm. zz top died this week yeah the bass yep. the bass player from zz top he also sings a few of right. the songs like he sings he sings tush he sings a few of the other ones but dusty hill passed away and so I, i'm like fuck so i've been listening to all the old ZZ Top, the 70s stuff, the 80s stuff. I've been listening to ZZ Top all week. And I've been looking for stories about Dusty Hill. And there's a bunch of stories, right. like other musicians telling stories about him. And they're like, right. fuck, these are cool. You know, like this guy just, I guess ZZ Top had already made a bunch of albums. It was in the late 70s. And mm -hmm. um, they, had, they had some money. They'd been touring, you know. They weren't huge, but they were doing well. And uh, right. they had a two-year two year hiatus, and Dusty went and worked at the airport. <laughs> what? You know, that's like how David <clears throat> Lee Roth went and worked as an EMT. Like, right. you know, these, the, you know, he just, oh, I like, I like to, I, you know, I miss traveling, and I like airports, and, you know, he went and worked so at the I'll airport there. for a while. Could you yeah, imagine? Weird, you know. So like some of these, these stories, these people are interesting, but yeah, this, this, what they go through, like the pain and agony, these guys. And like, you know, I follow some of the pages of the skaters that wipe out and shit. And you're just like, these guys are oh, fucking God. crazy. Oh, you for know? sure. For sure. But and the, and just, you, know, what's you know, really wacky is the age now. And I know I've sent you some stuff, but some of these kids are like, you know, they'll put up a video. I, I saw, I saw a kid last week on Thursday, put up a throwback Thursday. He's like, this is from back when I was seven. I'm like, well, number one, impressive. Number two, you're only 10. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Back, back when I was seven, in the early years. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, I had a little flatland jam this weekend, rode my bike a lot, got really dehydrated on Saturday. But um, I'm very happy I escaped a sunburn. I was smart enough to put on my sunscreen, be a responsible citizen. And then yesterday, yeah. And then yesterday, and I trained, I trained that day too. So I went and trained in the morning okay. and then I went and rode for, for almost six hours. So my calorie burn was retarded. And then um, Sunday, we put new flooring in the dumbbell area of the gym last night. 
we put no in a, a shock floor. Yeah, I put a bounce floor in the dumbbell area. So, nice. you know, we're really excited. Yeah, I can't wait to get in there today and just, you know, see people using it because then they come up to you and right. tell you, oh, you know. So, um, right. yeah, so we went in. We, cl- we closed the gym early yesterday at 6. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we got <clears throat> all those fucking dumbbells off the rack and moved right. them and moved the racks outside. And uh, the guys came in and ripped up the rubber. They cut it perfectly, you know, big patch mm-hmm. of it, ripped it up scrape the cement because you should have seen underneath it man it have been like 30 years since those mats have come up right and oh, um they yeah they scraped the cement we cleaned it spotless and got it all just beautiful and then they laid in the the shock floor and the little ramp you know right the little ramp yeah. that comes up and um did the whole dumbbell area and then we pressure washed the the racks because you're never going to get them right. clean like that you know you got to like you know take advantage of that and just pressure wash the fuck out of them and yeah. um yeah and then we put it all back in there and we were out of there by 1 30 in the morning so wow. it took a while and and i and i spent three hours like while the guys were doing the floor i spent three hours uh steam cleaning the turf so i steam cleaned the right. whole turf last night and um it, it actually got greener like it was noticeable we took before and after photos it's oh, like, no <laughs> yeah it looks good yeah so yeah it was good we had a good night at the gym it was a huge upgrade so, you know, long night though. I can't get 200 pound like dumbbells back on the your, rack at one in the morning. I think it's funny though. When you, when you think about the turf, like you didn't even think it was that dirty, you know what I mean? But well, obviously, uh, like, you know, yeah, it's just like when you clean, I don't know if you've ever, you have carpet in your condo. I, I just recently, when I left the last place, clean the carpets. I was only there for nine months, eight months, something like that to see what came out of the carpet in two rooms. I only have two rooms that even had carpet in them. I'm like, that's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I know. I, I live here alone and I'm never in these rooms other than sleeping. That's just dust in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you have to, you have to no, send me those before and after. So just cause I'm curious. You got to get your shit clean. So yeah, we're excited, you know, and then uh, tomorrow morning, I meet with the contractors. Uh, me and Steve are going to meet with the contractors um, and our landlords and finalize everything for this reno we're doing because we're taking out the daycare and we're expanding the gym. So, uh, yeah, so we're excited, man. We got all the new Panada equipment in. We got five pieces of a Panada. So it's like the Italian Ferrari of equipment. And right. uh, all, all five pieces have been huge hits. Everyone loves all five of them. They're like, this stuff's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Everyone's happy. How was that price compared to what we have here, Prime and, and all that? I'm not exactly sure what we paid because um, my other business partner, Corey, he kind of handled it because uh, we bought like a group package. Like we knew some other guys that were getting like 20 pieces or something. So we right. jumped in on the order with them to get a discount. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not quite <clears throat> sure. I'm not quite sure what the pieces were, but I mean, we got a pretty good deal. Nice. You know, yeah, because I know. So I mean, right now, I know we we had just uh, Lance just ordered some new pieces for uh, for Muscle Factory in Tempe at home, and they literally they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, it'll be 25 weeks to have that made, though." Oh yeah, lead times are long right now. <laughs> 
25 no. weeks. He just bought uh, long. what 3,500 more square feet. He actually bought out somebody that had the place next to him and then bought yeah. an empty spot next to that. So he gave them a lump sum to just get the fuck out so he could have their space. And then he already had got the one past it. So the gym will be, I think, a little over 13,000 square feet once it's all opened up. Oh, wow. Huge yeah. upgrade. Yeah, game changer. That's I mean, cool. <clears throat> it's already phenomenal, but once he's got that extra space, because there's a few pieces that uh, I wanted to put in, but there was nowhere to put them. And he was like, yeah. what do you want to take yeah. out? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I can't have you take anything that's, out, but I do need more. <laughs> that's why we're that's why we're getting rid of the daycare and knocking all those walls out. We need the space. We, got, we have four pieces of Atlantis that are coming too, but there'll be another 12 weeks because we ordered them, just ordered them like a month ago. And they said four months right. lead time. See, so... We got some new Atlanta stuff coming too, and we got we got nowhere to put that, so we got to get those walls out of there. <laughs> no, this has to. You you can always pull the um. God, what what's the gym in um, in New Jersey? The one that the guy never closed. It's been all over the place. Um, guy with the long beard that like refused to close oh, his gym. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That Attila's. Yes, he he put up a put up a post. Somebody said, uh, "Do you guys have daycare?" And uh, his answer was there was a there was a little dinosaur on top of a piece of equipment like in the middle of the gym. Like a kid left his toy there. He's like, yeah, we got daycare. <laughs> That's so funny. You can bring your kid in here. Daycare. Just stand them where they need to be. <laughs> yeah, right here. Daycare, just yeah. a corner. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's like, apparently a kid was in with his dad or mom and just forgot his toy. He left him in the middle of the gym. He's like, that's fine. That's how we roll around That's here. Fun. I'm like, there we go. Yeah, you're not too worried about any rules and regulations. Well, they don't have to be so, yeah. <laughs> we, we've crossed yeah, that. Know. Yeah, well, the good thing is yeah. I think I think as as they're uh, muttering the ideas of any future lockdowns here again, more and more places are like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. So, you know, we, we can finally hit that point where I wish that more people would have realized that a long time ago. I was having a conversation I'm, with someone the other day. I said, you know, the reason we have speed limits is we all agree to do that. But if... Right. Everyone went 70 in a 45. Now what? <laughs> you know, like, granted, there'd be accidents and everything else. I'm not saying that's a good idea, but it's the same deal. Like, laws work because we choose to let them be enforced. But if every yeah, business stays open, it's like, well, now what? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know? it's, uh, we live in interesting times. And I try to just stay focused on me and not, and you know, handle my shit and, I'm trying to not get angered by, you know, YouTube video clips and, you know, stuff like that. It's, Avoid uh, any negativity, Ron. That's that's my new thing. I'm just trying to stay happy. I'm just trying to. Sometimes I find myself yelling at the screen over my oatmeal in the morning, and I'm like, oh, I'm watching the wrong stuff. I have to turn the channel. Where's a Dusty Handshot video? I want to watch him make a, a mug cake. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's you know? lighten this up a little bit. I, yeah, I, I lighten this up. That. Where's Dusty? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back that a hundred. So, well, did you get some? Uh, so, did you get some questions, or what'd you do? Yeah, yeah. I got, I, I got some stuff, but I got a question for you. Shoot. Um, what's gonna happen with your video content? Are we gonna see, like, you know, any sort of like, hey guys, I'm seventy five percent back. Are we gonna see any of the videos like that, or are you kind of like holding out till you're ro rowing six plates again? Uh well, actually, it just came <laughs> out the timing. So I've got. Um, uh, Todd is going to be out here next month. 
So that's when we'll okay. have the first uh, set of videos. Nice thing is, is uh, I actually have a couple other video options as well that are closer to here. So chances are once I get it rolling, it'll actually be more consistent than it was before. Okay. So easy stuff really. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I hit up Todd. I did the same thing with him as I did with everybody. I didn't even tell him I was leaving. I was like, oh, by the way, I moved. And he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, so can you come to South Carolina? He's like, sure. <laughs> when do you want to do this? So uh, we lined it up because his one of his daughters lives in Alabama, which is neighbors to us. I wouldn't have known oh, okay. that based on a map, but I drove through it on the way here. So, uh, right, yeah, bring him up. So how is, how is the drive, Dusty? I, I, I legitimately mean this. Because I think that as much as I don't like long drives, you know, like right. I don't like spending time doing stuff. Like I, I'm like, let's just fly there and get there, right? Yeah. Um, but if you got to do a road trip, I, I think every road trip I've ever done has been a good experience in like, you know, you, you see stuff, you think about shit, you're by yourself on the road, yada, yada, yada. How was your drive? You must have processed some stuff on the way to South Carolina. No, it was. It was. It was really good, <clears throat> and um, I did. What's funny is I have driven. Like I drove from Chicago a couple years ago home, but I did it at night. I mean, it's a twenty-something hour day, so I didn't do the whole thing at night. But I didn't. I was just get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. It was me and a blind dog driving. It was. Like I, I stopped for like two hours and took a nap and then just kept rolling. Um, this one was definitely more cruise, just kind of chilled um, and saw some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of time, I think particularly with after the accident and everything, to just kind of soak things in and uh, a little more appreciation of just dumb shit. You know what I mean? Just seeing, like running through parts of Texas and just seeing like open farmland and things like that, that usually I would just, I would call that seeing nothing typically, but definitely uh, an appreciation. Plus I have cowboy boots. So I'm kind of like, you know, one of them basically. Right. You know? And you've seen Yellowstone. Yeah. I'm basically a rancher now. I mean, so, you know, I had yeah. stuff in the bed of my truck. Granted it was just clothes and stuff, but I still felt like man shit, you know? Yeah. I, I feel, <laughs> I, I feel like an honorary Texan because I've always been a huge Pantera fan. And I feel like that earns you a little bit of Texas cred. And then, you know, I've been to Metroflex. So really, that's like the capital of Texas, right? I'm pretty sure, especially because your train there was like 190 degrees. So you nearly yeah. died in Texas, if you think about it. If you train at Metroflex in August, even once, you're kind of a Texan. <laughs> if you survived. I don't know if you would call that training. You know, what was funny, actually. Um, uh, a friend of mine here, Daniel, he shoots a text message over and says, I have an idea for content for you. There's this really hardcore gym about three hours away. Strike one, three hours away. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> right? <clears throat> then he goes, it's got great old equipment. I'm like, well, that's a plus. Then he phones up with, doesn't even have AC. And I'm like, and I'm out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I was literally, I was telling Nikki, I'm like, I got this, uh, I don't even know what to call it, like reputation for being super hardcore. It's like, I just train hardcore, but I want to do it in air conditioning. I want my hands clean. I'm probably going to put some moisturizer on when I'm done. I mean, there's nothing hardcore you wanna, about You want to smell, you want to smell Cinnabon right out the front door <laughs> of the gym. You want to walk out the gym and smell, smell Cinnabon and hair salon products. 
<laughs> so that was so that was what was funny. So when this text came through, we were just leaving the gym that's downtown here, and I was thinking to myself, man, I really appreciate that he keeps it cool in there. There's nice airflow. I felt good the whole time that I get the. There's a great gym hours away that has no air conditioning. I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's also very hot where you where you are. There's yeah, so well, it's humidity. It's like you're swimming. Yeah, I mean, I, and yeah, actually, that's not true. It's it's not bad here. I will say because I wouldn't have fucking moved here. Uh, like Houston, I won't. You couldn't pay me enough. My 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 friend Jake was like, "What do I got to get you here?" I'm like, "Kill me, bring my dead body," because I'm absolutely not coming there to live under like if there was a, a job that paid me three times what I make now, I'd be like, that's not enough. <laughs> I, I do fine now. I don't need that. We're good. Yeah. No, no, thanks. We're all set. What, what did, is there anything that you saw on your road trip that surprised you? Like, were you driving through, you know, like maybe when you just hear Alabama, you're expecting it to look a certain way and you're like, Oh, it's like different here than like, is there anything like that? Two things. Number one, Bucky's. Have you ever been to Bucky's? No. What's Bucky's? Sounds like Bucky's a pancake is, house. It's a gas station. Ah, okay. But when you walk inside Bucky's, the gas station, it's like walking inside of a fucking high class Walmart, like the size of the place. It's enormous. They have an entire wall of saltwater taffy, they have another wall of different, uh, like, beef jerky they're doing barbecue right in the middle of the place like awesome barbecue i think they had over 100 uh gas pumps is this one of those was this like like a gas station or were there also a lot of semis there was it a truck stop you have it's it's but it's nice like when you say the word truck stop don't get confused like so people so i found out because i put up a post because i was like holy shit what is this place um, cause we were told, make sure you stop at a Bucky. So I'm like, fuck it. We got to do this. I can't even, I mean, we bought all sorts of garbage. We bought food. We bought cups. We bought, like, I don't know. I have no idea what we spent while we were there, but there was, there was some money spent at Bucky's. And then I found out after leaving people like, oh yeah, sometimes we get bored. We take the kids there on Sunday to the gas station to buy shit right. and walk around. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. So I guess they're opening a new one somewhere out here that's going to have 120 pumps and this giant gas station, which just gives me a place to get fat, which I love. I mean, there was a line. When I tell you there were 40 people waiting for these sandwiches to come out, and it's there's a different like line for every type of sandwich. I'm in a line. I'm like, holy shit, we're all doing this? Like you, when they dump and they just start passing them out until they're gone, and then the guy's got to cut up more meat. Yeah, ridiculous. They 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 were pro- probably while I was there, they cleared ten twenty grand. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. I I uh, I'm interested. I have a truck stop story, but it was back in the '90s, so it wasn't like a big new Bucky's, but it was still impressive because I'd never seen anything like it. Right. But I I flew down to Champaign, Illinois. Because right. uh, my brother, my brother was working at the AIDS clinic there. There was like a an infectious disease clinic. It was like an AIDS mm-hmm. clinic, and and he was working down there. But then they decided to move back to Canada. So right. while I flew down to help him drive the U-Haul to Victoria, right. twenty twenty five hundred <laughs> miles. So I remember he called me and he goes, "Hey, uh, you want to do a road trip with me?" And I was like, kind of excited because like that's my big brother, and I never really got to do that with him ever, right? 
Right. I was like, where? And he goes, well, you fly down here, help me load my four bedroom house into a giant U-Haul. And then we'll drive across the country. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's like, I'll pay for absolutely everything. It'll be fun. Blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, I can't. And I was like, sure, this will be cool. I'll do it. You know, he's got to right. hire some guys to work and stuff too. He hired like a crew. So we, we, right. we worked hard moving, but there was like a full crew of guys doing it. So we got the, we got on the road. We had a 29 foot U-Haul with a 10 foot trailer. And, um, and it was jammed. Like you couldn't open the back door. Stuff would just spill out, you know? Right. And, uh, we just got in the truck and started driving and we did, we did like, you know, a hundred miles a day in a U-Haul took or five, sorry, 500 miles a day in a U-Haul. It took, took five days right. to go 2,500 miles. And, um, we stopped at these giant truck stops that I just, when I first saw them, I was like, holy shit. Like there's like a hundred semis, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and there's like, uh, ho- you know, a couple of hotels or a couple of motels there and like, you know, several restaurants and a, like an arcade and a fucking drugstore and, a, you know, just these like mini little, you know, everything you need 24 hours sort of thing. But right. I just I'd never I'd never seen truck stops like that and all the characters that were eating in the restaurants and stuff like, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and one thing I noticed, one thing I noticed, which was kind of funny, but um. I noticed this was like 98. Uh, there were a lot of truckers that had like a disproportionate number, disproportionate number of them had something on them that said they were a Vietnam vet. Right. Like hats or jackets or tattoos or things on their trucks or right. whatever. And it was just like, it was really interesting. I remember noticing that and being like, oh, a lot of those guys came back and, you know, this is what they went into. Yeah, driving trucks, you know, and there was a fucking lot of them, you know, and uh, that was just really interesting to me was how many of them there were, you know, I can't, I can't imagine my, I had my, my grandfather and his, uh, one of my mom, one of my uncles, I guess you say, uh, that was their career too. Uh, Even an enjoyable ride in my truck, no issues, no rush. I don't want to do that again. I can't imagine busting out 12 hours or whatever they're allowed to drive straight and then stopping for sleep and doing it again and doing that for your career. Yeah. It's a tough job, man. The long haul truckers. Fuck. Oh, no thanks. I mean, literally. So when we were about seven hours out, I was starting to get tired. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and I just, I was like, Hey, we're doing this now. We're not stopping. It's like, I don't know how we're going to finish this, but I don't want to stop again until I don't have to drive again the next morning. And uh, at, at about five hours out, I was, I was like, all right, I'm smoked. So I was like, hey, can you drive for one hour? And I will, I'll finish. And literally like two and a half hours later, we pulled off and I woke up and she's like, you only have to go two and a half more. And I'm like, oh, you're awesome. <laughs> like, And it was still... By the time, so I woke up and I started driving. I'm like, this is easy. No problem. Then about an hour out, I was like, you can do this. (laughs) You can finish without killing both of us. Let's get there. So I can't imagine doing that daily. Like, so so you're not in the comfort of my truck. You're, you're in some giant big rig, you know? So what did you, this is, this is how I think. 
Love this. What mu- what what music did you have to play for the home stretch to get you through? <laughs> to finish strong? <laughs> Actually, like, you're, you're gonna love this. We we um at, at this point we're we're a rock and Spotify uh, at the at the highest possible level. Um, so I I had to fall into the '90s. Just of course, okay. I was like, we got to just go right to the '90s, and uh, and we did. It. And it was funny because as I'm listening. And we were talking about it too. I'm like, I'm that old guy now where I'm like, they don't make music like this anymore. (laughs) Like literally, which I think you might've been with me actually. So I said that uh, when we were in Vancouver, one trip um, we're driving and, and uh, Biggie came on and I literally said, I'm like, I hate to be that guy, but rap is not like this anymore. And uh, and Ronaldo steps in and he goes, "You're not that guy. It's just a fucking fact." That's <laughs> and I'm like, "See, <laughs> it yes. is a fact. I appreciate that." Yes, but no, we yes. we probably listened to '90s and early 2000s for half of the trip. Oh, okay, easily, okay, easily, easily half of the trip. And then I'm getting into blues music now too. So oh. there's there's been some 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 gems. I'm still learning. I'm very very new to this, but it's good. So, so when you say blues, what are you oh, talking shit, about? You like listening to like old Stevie Ray Vaughan, or are you like like what are you listening to? What's what's blues? I lost you on? temporarily. What's happening to my sound? Oh goddamn! He's not. He can't hear my amazing questions. What's going on? I got it. We're good. I, I okay. somehow pushed the button and I couldn't hear you. My my. Uh, phone was taking over my computer <laughs> so so what, what what are you listening to for blues like what sort of blues are you getting getting into all right well let me I, i've got I've, I've added some to my playlist here mr you so you, can, uh, you listening to like a station on spotify and they're just pumping kind of stuff through and you, you're liking some of it well no i had i had her give me just a like a list of some to start off so i got like oh, Gary okay Clark cool junior sean oh, yeah, james okay. he's phenomenal Larkin yeah. Poe, and then just jumping in on on the Spotify too, because some of it I there's it's kind of like EDM type music where there's or house music is probably a better example where when you get into blues there's also seventeen subgenres in there. Yeah, because blues is in so much. Like there's, I mean, Angus Young from ACDC. Yeah, he's a blues guitar player. Like he grew up right. listening to Muddy Waters and BB King and Little Richard. And that's what he listened to, right? You know? And he plays the music they play, but it's just soaked in blues. Like it's all blues scales, it's all blues chords, it's all blues mm-hmm. progressions, and you know all that stuff. So yeah, the blues is in so much, so much stuff. It's a, it's an extremely important genre. I you feel should, like you uh, know, you Stevie Ray Vaughan too. I'll have to because I. I yeah. What I'm also finding interesting is these guys don't blow up like other musics, like other, other genres. So it's kind of like you said with your flatlanders, like it's, this is just what they have to do. Yeah. Yeah. They just are blues like, players. Like, their whole like they're aware, they're aware that they're never going to blow up and be huge, but they're yeah. going to travel and, you know, probably in a van and do small venues all the time. And that's their life. And they're stoked with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. And they, might, them, and they might do, you might do pretty good, you know, just not like crazy famous or anything. They may have a nice house and, you know, everyone's taken care of and they're successful, yeah. you know, the blues scene knows them. And yeah, because some of them are so good that you're like, how have I never heard this? 
Because I mean, their yeah. talent yeah. is ridiculous on some of these, and you're like, I don't, I'm 40 years old. How have I never in my life even heard of this guy? Yeah. So there's been a bunch of times where, um, you know, if I'm going to go watch live music or if I happen to find myself in a place that has live music, mm -hmm. um, I either want to go see someone specific. I'm like purposely going to see a concert. And if I'm surprised by a live musician, I would mm -hmm. prefer if it was a blues player because right. I'll probably enjoy them. Right. But, you know, like if you like, you know, how sometimes you go somewhere. I don't know if, if you know what I mean, but you, like I went to a restaurant one night, a normal restaurant that I go to and they had like a live musician playing that uh -huh. night. Like it was like a, like a, I did, you know, it was like I didn't know, but there was like a live right. guitar player there. Right. And he was kind of just doing like all these covers, like he was playing acoustic and doing all these acoustic versions of covers. And he was like mm -hmm. entertaining because he was picking good songs, you know, like he did Oasis and he did like, you know, so right. that was like a pleasant surprise. But right. you can also be like, oh, well, I don't want to listen to this. I didn't expect yeah. this, you know. <laughs> I've had a few but of those a, before. But I've walked into a few blues bars before just like randomly, like, oh, let's go check out this blues bar. And there'll just be mm -hmm. someone up there playing and they're just awesome. And you have no idea who it is. And there's only 20 yeah. people there. And there's some guy yeah. up there on the guitar just fucking, you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always wonder too in those situations, like, how are you still here? Because I know like we, we were talking about that on the way here. Like if you stop into any bar in Nashville, almost any night of the week, some ridiculously talented, you can't even get that work there if you're not phenomenal because there's so many people there trying to make it. Yeah. So like it's a great place to literally just stop in somewhere because you're like, it's going to be a good night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The blues, blues bars are, are, I'd love to go to Nashville um, and, you know, just kind of go around and just see, see the scene there. You know what I mean? And Austin, oh, yeah. Texas too, would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. We, we got the plus two because both of those places also, well, Nashville specifically, they also have awesome gyms, so we can kind of do it all. Okay. okay. <laughs> One stop so you, shopping. You, you got some questions? I, I do. I, I actually remembered halfway early for once in my life. So there's. I, I do have. I did have lot. one guy message me. He goes, he goes, hey, I just saw Dusty's story. He's in my town. Tell him to come to my gym. And I'm like, oh, he's just passing through. He's on his way to South Carolina. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I had somebody message me actually. They were like, hey, you know, I saw you here. I know it's kind of crazy, but if you give you a stop in real quick, and I was like, oh, I'm in another, I'm in another state now. <laughs> it was, you know, because I think we we filmed some of the videos we did, and then like, you know, eight hours later, I was like, oh, we should post that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so they were far from live going up. You know what I mean? I was like, oh yeah, I guess I should finish what I started with that. Okay, so I got a ton, but uh, but uh, if you got something already on the mind, click one out there. So the actually had uh, it it comes up often, and then we never get around to it. Um, but it was it's about training intensity post show. You know, when do you dial back, if at all, and how do you know <laughs> that you know your body's cleaning out and you know, you're not recover, you know, you're not going to recover as well as you normally would coming off and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, uh, what do you think of, you know, recognizing things? Cause you want to, you want to act before things happen. You don't want to run yourself into the hole and lose strength for three weeks straight before you admit something's not right. Right. Now, you know what, uh, for me, 
and this is this this will end up being a question I want to bring up to you separately anyway. But uh, the moment I'm not dying to get in the gym is usually the first thing I notice um, because, and I know you're the same. There's nothing I would rather do every single day than go train. Um, yeah. So the moment that I'm not looking forward to training is like warning sign number one, um, particularly after a show, because as you know, most people finish shows, even whether you win or don't win, you're super motivated. And, you know, you, you've got your eating now, so your energy's up and things feel really, really good. So the moment I see that is I would bail without any other reason, knowing full well that that means my body's smoked. Um, besides that, uh, the, the, I never get to the point of injuries. Cause usually what I end up doing truthfully is I've grinded for 20 weeks at this point, minimum, um, in prep for a show, I will usually not train more than six weeks post show, no matter how I feel before taking a cruise. That's just kind of my number. It's like, that gives me enough time to get some food back in, get back to some form of a baseline. Plus I want to get blood work. Um, and blood work, as we've discussed before, is, is a lot more exact if you've taken it after not training for a few days, uh, nothing high intensity. So like I said, six weeks is like my max. And sometimes I've, I've finished shows where at six weeks, I'm still dying to train, but I just know it's time. Um, and I've had other times yeah. where, you know, the week I get back into the gym, I'm like, this is not clicking. This isn't happening. Right. You know what I mean? And I'll cut right then and there. I know everybody's so concerned with their rebound and their post-show window i'm just i don't really buy into that shit i don't worry about it i'm like all right well then we're done now how about you yeah uh well one of the things that i would you know i was always one of those guys that most of the time i was hyper motivated after a show yeah right you know that was how i most of the time i was hyper motivated so i would come out of a show you know first couple days would go by and i would be like okay training like fuck boom boom and you know, be eating all the meals and getting my fucking junk meal in every day and right. you know, try not to blow up too much, but still like really fill out and get the strength crazy. And, you know, you're, um, you're pushing, 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 you know, you come off absolutely everything except a bit of test and you just growing and growing. It feels like you're just exploding. People are telling you, what do you, what do you weigh? You know, people come yeah. up to you in the gym. I yeah. remember like, what do you weigh right now? I remember being post-show one time, and I was like two weeks post show and I was like 290 and super lean. Like I always wondered, you know, how bad did I actually miss my real peak sometimes? Like, right. you know, cause you see, like, I remember seeing myself in the gym at 290 that year and other people coming up to me going, you competed two weeks ago. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what did you weigh on stage? And I'm like, oh, 262. And they're like, what do you weigh now? And I'm like 290. And they're like, Jesus. <laughs> you know, and of course, like the glutes, the glutes aren't as good. It's not like you're better at 290. Like you're definitely yeah. watery and you put some fat on, but it still makes you wonder like, fuck, maybe 278 would have been like, right. Who knows when, like, you know, how full should I actually have been? Like, you know, makes you wonder because we kill ourselves to get in shape. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it, 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 it we really do. And, and, um, you know, overachiever mentality and everything. But, but what happens is that first four weeks is like a honeymoon. It's like right. when you first start dating a chick, right? You're banging every night. You know what I mean? And you're just like every day, you're just enjoying your food and you're just looking better and just growing. And then you start to water over and you're like, ah, it's okay. I'm huge, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then it was always with me, it was like five or six. Um, mm -hmm. I would 
like after the first four weeks, it'd be like week five. I would just be like, right like that. And I tell guys now, try to get ahead of that. Try not to wait for that moment. Try to like drop all your four, uh, drop forced reps and rest pause sets and stuff for a little while. Like just go in and train real hard, you know, train until your spotter spotter needs to help you finish the rep to rack the weight and then just leave, just do straight sets. Like you don't, you don't have to like fucking kill rest pause on a leg press five weeks after a show when you're coming off everything. Right. Like you just train hard and, and try to keep your weights and focus on your strength. Don't focus on murdering things. You know what I mean? Right. No, I hear and, I've, and that can also, you know, if that prevents you from getting run down, it'll also save your motivation too. Cause you won't, you know, the more run down you get, the more like, Oh, I don't want to train today. You get, cause they're connected. Yeah. So if you can avoid getting pounded into the ground, you can probably avoid that. Like, Oh, I actually don't want to go to the gym. Right. You know? And I always just wanted to avoid that. I didn't want to like completely fry myself. You know, strength is going to drop a bit, but you just got to battle to keep it. Right. No, I, that, I agree. That, you know. So, you know, I just have a client uh, today, this kid, this kid I'm helping, Justin, he, um, he's kind of in that post-show thing right now, right? So he, he, uh, he's like, you know, starting to just feel it. He's like four weeks right. post-show. So I just said, Hey man, I know you're like, he's a real like rest pause, you know, murder the set type of guy. I'm like, let's just do some straight sets. You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's like, what's a straight set? You know, like (laughs) (laughs) make it sound like it's a, it's a foreign thing. He's like, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, um, I have a good one actually. And I had to, I had to ask this guy. So a guy said to me, um, what do you feel about uh, what James Smith said about bodybuilding? Uh, competitions and I literally was like who is that can you can you send me who that is and what he said I might be I might be willing to answer so apparently um, he is a author and a trainer uh, in the UK at some sort so very well known Um, but somebody asked him a question what do you think of bodybuilding competitions and the process and his answer which uh, I'll just kind of read the whole thing to you real quick, and I kind of want to get your feedback on what he said. Life is too short to spending it hungry. If you want to battle out your insecurities versus someone else who's insecure, starve yourself until the point your dick won't work and cover yourself in fake tan and call it a sport. Then you do you. I'm going to be out here trying to find the world's best almond croissant, eating a high-protein diet, lifting weights, and getting sweaty, choking out blokes. Our, our idealisms of physique don't have to match up or add up. Sure, I diet here and there, relax here and there, but I'm not giving up 90% of my daily happiness for a 4% shift in body weight. That's a bad fucking deal. Most people competing mess up their relationships with their body and food. Some don't, but the majority of people are never the same after starving themselves for a new profile picture. I can deadlift twice my body weight, run 10 kilometers in an hour, in under an hour, Life to me is about good deals with your time, effort, and energy. Competing in physique to try to boost your self-worth and attempt to impress your peers. And he went on and on. But basically, that was his uh, lovely breakdown of, of what competing is. So how would you answer that? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really care if someone is able to view the world through my eyes or not. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, and he said, you know, like I could easily go on some, like you could, you find a million people out there could easily go on some rant about, he mentions choking out blokes, right? You know, like we could go down a path of like, well, what kind of person wants to like fight and wrestle people and choke them out and hit them and get punched in the face all day. There's gotta be something wrong with you. Right. You know, like you can just overanalyze anybody's, you know, you know, you could go on some rant about how I ride a little bike because I'm trying to recapture my childhood and what a loser and blah, blah, blah. Like you could always see, see something right. through a negative lens. And if he chooses to view bodybuilding through the most negative possible lens that would be represented by only the saddest examples of people getting involved for the wrong reasons, then right. that's fine. He can do that. Um, maybe there's a reason why he sees it that way. Did something happen to him with like, why does he see bodybuilding in such a bad way? Maybe somebody that he knows, you know, was one of those terrible cases of like, you know, having no genetics and thinking he could be a pro and he drugged himself to death. I mean, maybe he knows someone who did that. Right. Um, but you know, whatever. I mean, I don't give a shit about his opinion and I'm not mad about it either, you know? And, um, and you know he talks about happiness and it's like well that's cool then yeah you you, you do you just like you said right. but i i i think that it's um i i've never gone out of my way to like hyper insult anyone's kind of way of expression or pursuit or anything like that you know what i mean right. like yeah. you know even when we you know even when we used to rib the men's physique guys you know, right. it was still, it was, they're still, we still consider them family and they're still, you know, like, you know, there's a lot more respect for them now and they've, you know, earned their stripes and everything. And of course the new kids are going to get poked, right? That's just right. how life is. Um, but, but even when we were ribbing them, like we still like fucking admire their, their look. And like, you know, some of those guys are just fucking amazing, you know, like well, for sure. talented, yeah. uh, multi, multi-sport athletes that just choose to do men's physique. So, um, you know, even when we rib guys, it's all in good spirits. But, uh, you know, I, I'd never, ever attack anyone's hobbies or expression with like a true negative sort of that sort of spin, you know? Right. Yeah. Eh, no, whatever. He's that's why, that's why that's it was funny because I usually, to be honest, it's kind of funny. And, and I'm glad that I asked. But because um, usually if I don't know the answer, I'll literally my answer would be, I don't know that person. And I just move on. Um, yeah, but for some reason I was curious just because someone brought it to me and it was, en- it was, uh, it was pointed enough. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm curious what, what was said. And I, and I kind of feel the same way. It's like, uh, you know, my, my parallel to it, uh, against many bodybuilders was like when CrossFit, uh, was really making its, its first run on the, right. the, with the boxes and stuff like that. And everybody was trashing it. Oh, those guys are terrible. Watch their form, this and that. And I used to always say when that would come up, I'd be like, well, that'd be like judging bodybuilding based on the most local small show and saying, well, they don't have any talent. It's like, have you ever went to the CrossFit games and seen the best of the best at what they do? Because they're fucking super athletes, like ridiculous what these men and women can do. Um, Sorry, guys, I'm going to keep it with men and women, just the two genders. Um, Anyways... uh, (laughs) You know, so so that's how I viewed it too. Because I read that whole thing, and I, it's funny, but I, I actually now have read it twice. I read it once to you, and I still haven't finished it because I got the point. And I felt the same way. I was like, 
you seem to take this very personally. If someone were to ask me what I think of MMA, I would be like, it's awesome. Um, I don't do it. The end. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't need to go on a rampage about why it was so weak or, you know, the, the opening statements about insecure and insecure. I'm like, I would probably argue that most people assume I'm arrogant closer to arrogant than insecure, but okay. <laughs> like, yeah. if, that's the, if that's the route you want to go, sure. But, uh, <laughs> I, I spent my whole life, I spent my whole life just assuming people thought crazy shit about me. Right. You know? And like, I've seen it and I've also like seen it evolve too. This has been so many people and I'm talking like thousands of times as this happened to me where I just recognize it in an instant, but I meet them, especially mm -hmm. when I was like fucking big, you know, right? big fucking St. Bernard head on me, no neck, you know? <laughs> and, and, but I remember I'd, I'd meet people and I could see their first thought was, Oh, this guy's one of those bodybuilders. Like this yeah. guy's like, Oh, this guy's probably, you know, I can just see like, Oh, he's mm -hmm. like, he's like a thing. Like he acts a certain way. He thinks a certain, he's like, he, you know, yeah. he's one of those guys. And right. then seeing their face, like change as we talk and we just start right. discussing things and maybe there's some business to talk or some of this or some of that. Or you're talking about something else like, Hey, did you see the Olympics yesterday? And you're like talking and you can just see their, like their, you know, kind of a, opinion change. Sometimes they're like surprised that you have anything yeah, to say, you know, like yeah, I've you're seen not that. one dimensional. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen that so many times and I'm just used to it. I'm just used to, you know, people assuming that, you know, this guy talks about nothing, but you know, steroids and weights. Yeah. <laughs> chicken. How much chicken did you eat today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So I, I thought that was a good question though, because it was, uh, um, fitting, uh, that, that lined up there and, and very, like you said, it, it was funny because my answer, once I read it back, I, I said, yeah, I'll answer that on the Q and a later. I said, but to give you an, a spin, um, I wouldn't take my shirt off if I looked the way that he did at a public pool. That's not a diss on him. That's the way I see things. So like for me, you know, my version of what is an acceptable look for me, number one, I wouldn't get to that, but I surely wouldn't take my shirt off. It's just, that's how I'm right. wired, you know? So right. good, good for you. You know what I mean? And that was kind of my, the, the, the stance I told him before I'll answer it in full, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, my thing is first, I really, I've really learned, I care about the, uh, how I present myself, but I don't actually care what you think of what I do. Like, you know, that, oh, you, don't, you, think, you think I'm wasting my time. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I get that. Um, there's, there's also when you talk about somebody like that in such a negative tense, like, Oh, he's just one of those, like, Hey, I could flip. Like I said, I could flip the script. He's just one of those MMA guys, probably, you know, blah, 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 probably, you know, fucking loves to fight, you know, like that sort of thing. If you're like yeah. that, then you're, you're also discounting, like completely discounting how that person may affect other people in positive ways. Like, you know, someone might look at you and think, Oh, that fucking bodybuilder juice head, but maybe there's a whole bunch of people that you are helping so right. much. Like you're helping save their life with putting focus into something positive, you know? Right. 
Like, I mean, I know for a fact I've, I mean, I've had clients tell me that if I wouldn't have helped them, they'd be dead. Right. I've had multiple people tell me that like they're on mm -hmm. the road to like the self-destruction or negative or whatever, or, or just eating themselves to death or whatever. But I've had people tell me that. So he doesn't know that he doesn't right. know the positive impact that you've had on a bunch of people, or maybe you're fucking, you know, some family member or some, someone that you've helped, you know, they don't. So when people do that, it's just, you know, it's, it's just, I try to avoid being that type of person. Yeah. Which I think is easy to do. Actually, <laughs> that, that's the best part to yeah. me is, you know, the, the, the one thing that I've definitely realized, especially since being sick and stuff too, is, and I push this to everyone I see, like, you don't know who's watching you or what they're seeing. Uh, because I would have never guessed some of the response I got after being sick. Like, and I know that I'm being watched, but I assume it's purely entertainment. I'm like, ah, oh, well, people just enjoy yeah. watching. I don't, I never thought of it deeper than that ever in my entire life, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't really know. And, and the same thing goes for this guy that said all that. I'm like, I guarantee you, cause he's got a huge following. He's helping a lot of people. And he answered one question in a way that I would say was incorrect. Um, but it's not even necessarily a reflection of him because I'm sure I've answered some questions like an asshole in my time or two and been like, ooh, if I could have that one back. Yeah. After, yeah, after, sure. after seeing all, someone yeah. else's, uh, you know, if someone were to read it back to me from their view, I'd be like, ooh, valid. <laughs> so yeah. I think you got to factor that in. I mean, as somebody who might be a fan of him, like I don't even view that as a shot on him. It's, it's how he answered in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I've definitely yeah. had those moments where I answer one way and a couple of days later I'm like, ah, probably should have toned that back a hair. <laughs> yeah. And if I ever met the guy, I would just act completely normal and just, you know, just yeah. treat him normally because that's, you know, if he feels that way, that's his problem. You exactly. Know? What do you and, see? You know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so I got one, I got another movie question. People are telling me that they like the movie and the music questions. I like them too, but I don't really like to answer. I just like you to uh, answer them and I like to listen. Well, <laughs> this one, hopefully you can answer because it's pretty mainstream. So I'm hoping you have an answer. What's your favorite alien and favorite predator movie? If you've seen many of them. Alien as in the actual movie alien. Yeah. Like, you know, the alien and aliens and aliens three and you know, alien, you know, there's like four of them, five of them. Gotcha. I thought you were talking about E.T. I was like, well, E.T. is my favorite alien. Oh. Easy. <laughs> well, they said, they said alien and alien or, uh, and then they asked predator. So I sort of assumed they were like alien predator, you know, which was actually one of my favorite movies was the crossover, the first crossover alien okay. versus predator. It's fucking awesome. Explain Have you seen that me, one? No, I haven't seen any of these. You, you literally just said seen... it's mainstream. I haven't seen oh. any of these. Not a single okay, one. I feel dumb now. Okay, so you you have a homework assignment. You have to watch. You, oh, you have so much. You couldn't do. possibly feel dumb. You know too much stuff. <laughs> you know, no, we should hang up this right now so you can start watching this I movie. The Alien. So you've seen Alien, right? The original Alien. The I know what Weaver. it is, but it, yeah, it was so long ago. I couldn't. Pos I mean, yes, I've seen it, but yeah. I couldn't tell you two things about it. Right. Okay. So it's it's essentially a horror movie. Right. On a spaceship. It's a monster movie, right? And you don't even see the monster till like halfway through the movie or whatever. So it's like a slow burning, really, really well done, you know, kind of just standard horror movie, but done on a spaceship. It's fucking awesome. And it's a, a, a great, a great story. And then the second one was Aliens. Did you see Aliens? 
Nah, damn. Okay, so that was more of an action movie. Did, did everybody more catch the disappointment in Ron's face? I want Very you guys to rewind that real quick. Very disappointed. <laughs> you look heartbroken. That- so, you know, you we're close like you're not a age. very good friend that you no, haven't no, this like, is, guided this me This is just an example. This is one of the little holes. So we're pretty good friends and we're, we're because we get we get along and we're close enough in age that we relate to a lot of stuff. But there's a couple little things that you're just a little too young for. And <laughs> Girl, you just missed these. <laughs> yeah, because I because I just caught the alien movies. Right. And then you're like, what? How old are you now? Have you turned 40. 40 yet? Just did. Yeah. So I got almost six years on you. And I okay. saw Aliens when I was like 13. Okay, so, so that makes just sense. I feel a little yeah. less bad that I haven't seen him now. No, I think it's just that this is one of the this is one of the holes in our uni- our universes did not collide with these two movie series. <laughs> okay. But you've seen Predator, of course, with Arnold. Yes. The original yes. Predator. Okay. So that's yeah. that's like the best one. All the Predator sequels they weren't nearly as good. However, Alien versus Predator, where right. the two series meet. Because that's what happened in the comic books. That's why they did that movie. Okay. Um, so Alien and Predator collide. Turns out they're from the same, like, turns out that they have previously dealt with each other and now they come to Earth to fight. Right. And it's like a really crazy concept. And I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, it's a crossover movie. That's so weird. Right. And then I saw it and I was like, this is fucking super well done. I loved it. Yeah. So. You, you would enjoy that. That's like kind of like, um, you know, kind of imagine being trapped in a maze and trying to what, survive. What, what year-ish did that come out? Alien versus Predator would have been like, damn. like I need you to guess before you look. You got to guess. I'm going to say 99. Okay. Alien versus Predator. I might be way off. 2004. There you go. There you go. Great poster. Whoever wins. Yeah, here's the tagline. Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. That's fucking great. All right. Now now that, so that's the one I need to watch though. Well, to answer the question. So we're going to call this, let's, so now we have to make this even makes sense because it went off the rails because you hadn't seen the movie so that was there was a bunch of disappointment there the air was thick so now we just have to say this this we'll call this ron's retro movie rant so there i just had a retro my my retro movie recommendation is alien versus predator enjoy and but you didn't answer the question what is the best ones well i kind of did so the best predators you answer predator but you didn't answer the alien yeah so um I'm still kind of partial to Aliens, which was the second one because it's like a real white knuckle action movie. There's some great scenes in it. I just watched it like a couple weeks ago when I was at my dad's house. I was like, fuck, I haven't seen this for a while. Loads of great actors uh, in it, like a bunch of guys that go on to, you know, be more famous. You know what I mean? Before uh, they were huge. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, it, it was, it's, it's a solid movie and it's fun and it's as high paced and, you know, it's loud. There's a lot of Marines shooting right. at aliens. So, um, who was it? Who was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember his name, but he died and he was like, really, really, oh yeah. Bill Paxton. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Bill Bill Paxton has a legendary role in it. He's this guy named Hicks or Hudson. He's Hudson. And um he's like the guy that's losing it. Right. Like, we're all gonna fucking die, man. We're not gonna fucking make it. And, and the other <laughs> Marines are like the other Marines are like, shut the fuck up, Hudson. Like, calm. Like, they're trying to keep him together, and he's like going off. Like, he's losing it. He's right. coming undone. And he's really good in it. Like, the whole time you're like, somebody fucking shut that guy up, you know, because he's not doing well. <laughs> you're annoyed by him, too. <laughs> you know, like, you wouldn't want, like, and it, it adds stress. Like, you know, if you were with a group of people trying to survive, and that one person who's supposed to be a Marine, yeah, he's like, he's losing it. It would stress everyone out, and that's his character. Is like he like I like it. To fucking... They're all um, they are in a stressful situation. He's just making it worse because yeah, uh, yeah. I was just flying maybe two or three flights ago. Yes, I fly that much, um, and I had a lady next to me that was afraid of flying. But that's different because you're not stressed at all, and neither is anyone else on the plane. But I just I remember like just being baffled, and I understand that you can't. Fear doesn't exist. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not an actual thing. So it's very fascinating to see what someone else is afraid of when it's something so simple. Cause I remember just thinking like, I can't be a dick, but I kind of want to be like, listen, I mean, I haven't been on a plane that crashed in like weeks. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it doesn't happen all that often, like three weeks ago or so. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I, uh, I, I always find that to be an interesting thing that, I understand like, like, like Emily's not great on planes. Like she gets mm -hmm. like white knuckled. If there's any turbulence, she gets like really white knuckled. She had a right. bad experience as a kid. She uh, flew to Disneyland with her uncle and aunt when she was young. Like I can't remember like 10 or something. Right. And they hit an extreme, like really rare turbulence stretch. And right. um, everything was getting not like people were coming out of their seats and right. you know, and I guess they walked her uncle walked to the back of the plane afterwards and there was vomit everywhere. Like, oh, was shit. like and people were like, people were very, very upset and crying and losing it. And um, her uncle talked to the pilot after and the pilot was like, I've flown for 30 years and I never had that happen. He's like, that was right. a once in a career. Like the plane just dropped, I guess. Just went, right. Whoosh. And so when she feels turbulent, she gets like, oh, shit, that guy. Waiting you know, for that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, whereas I'm just like, I'm just like completely submitted. Me to too. The process. <laughs> like I could not be more relaxed. Like the plane could be just bumping like this. And I'm like annoyed that it's bumpy. Yeah. I'm trying not to spill my drink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. I just I, like I fall asleep on the tarmac and wake up in the air. Yeah, you know. Yep. I've I've woken up on the tarmac before. You know, out cold. You look out your window and the plane's rolling. You're like, oh, we're on the ground. Fucking slept the whole fucking flight. You know? Girl, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where, where are your we? turn. London. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, I like this one actually because I want to get your spin on it. If you had to guess. Will Rami defend his title this year? I'm going to say yes. Interesting. Okay. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say yes 
because I'm going to go with the um, Chad Nichols has Rami's confidence. Right. And I think that Chad also knows how to win Olympias when he has a big, giant, huge body like that. Right. And I just, I'm going to kind of go with that. There's an element to him being the champ and you have to kind of knock out the champ. And I, I think that Rami's going to be better and crazier. I do. Uh, and, and, and I think that Chad is going to do a little work with with Rami that, you know, we're going to see and go, Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like the, yeah, I, I see that for sure. What do you think though? Here's a, here's a, here's a follow-up question. Cause I'm a reporter. It's what we do. Um, does Phil have to knock out the champ or is he the champ too? Phil. So that's, so I still think that with a year of training, right. Mm-hmm. Cause we all know Phil's comeback was like, he like did that in a year, didn't he? Yeah. Might've been less. So we all, yeah, less than a year, like 10 months or whatever. So I think that was like why he was third. Right. Um, and he would be one of the only people that I would see as a threat to beating Rami. In fact, he might be the only guy. Yeah, if Rami brings what he had last year or better, he feels the only guy that could. The only guy. And I don't, and I don't know. Same thing I would say that I said last year. I'll say again. I, I, I have a hard time ever getting against Phil in bodybuilding because yeah. um, because yeah. Ronnie's retired. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, other than other than that, I mean. I just don't think I, I I I think that Phil's best is behind him now, and I think Rami's best is in front of him. Yeah, how old's Rami now? Thirty six, something like that. Yeah, not 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 old. You know, not not he's a baby, still, yeah. but he's not old. Yeah. No, Plus, I, I think mean, he he put on so much muscle. It wasn't like you and I chasing muscle mass. You know, I don't, and, I, and not to discount how hard he worked, but it didn't take the same. Right. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah, good. Uh, that was a good question. I, I saw that because I forgot that the, I'm so confused on when the Olympia is. I'm like, oh, it's like tomorrow. Got it. I, I, I think Rami's obviously unbelievable. He's, you know, one in a million uh, bodybuilder. But I believe in Chad. Right. That makes as sense. As a coach. Yeah, I think he's just... Especially as a big man coach. He's a big guy coach. And also, too, I think Chad's a better coach than he's ever been with his, uh, you know, even just down to what he's done with his sons in the gym and stuff. I think that, you know, being a coach, being a good coach that produces isn't about like, it's not necessarily about what you know. It's about how you can affect the athlete. And Rami obviously has already worked with these great coaches. They know how to diet people. They know what drugs to use. They know what cardio to do. But I think when you're mm-hmm. at the level where you're dealing with Rami, it's all about what can you get Rami's mind to believe he's capable of? And right. what, 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 how do you work as a team? Does Rami want to win for you too? You know, like, right. you know, that, you know, when, when, when the coach wants to win because he wants the athlete to win so bad, but then the athlete also wants to like win because he wants, him and the coach to experience the win together, you know, like there's like a, a level of teamwork that elevates certain people, you know, like right. I, I watched the, you watched the Flex Lewis interview with Fuad that he did. Cause he lost. I the haven't. 
I haven't, but yeah, but, but I, but I did see, I did see Fuad's uh, sarcastic uh, post when he was like, yeah, finally, finally paid up on your bet. Obviously he was kidding, but yeah. 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 So, you know, it was a bit where flex was talking about how Neil Hill came up to him. Neil Hill judged him as like a kid, his first show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Neil Hill came up to him in the parking lot and everyone knew Neil was like the man, you know, he was like the man in the UK at the time. Right. Right. And, and he came up to young flex. I think flex said he was like 19 or something. Mm-hmm. And, and Neil was like, I, I, I really want to help you. Like, I, I want to help you. I think you're capable of great things. And here they are, you know, 20 years later, right. You know, still together, all that work, you know? So there's certain people that when they pair up, it's just, it's a chemistry thing. And, and, uh, and, and a chemistry thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> both types, you know, both types of chemistry come into play. But yeah, and then I just think at that level that that matters a lot. Rami doesn't need doesn't need someone. Oh, that that show I didn't win, so I need someone else to tell me how much chicken to eat. That's not right. what it's about at that level. Right, I agree. That's that's a that's actually funny. It's a really really valid point. And I I know that you and you and I and Chris kind of we have the same conversation sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. He talked about that with Roden, where in the beginning, Sean knew that. Sean knew that Chris believed he could win. And the year that he won, I remember I text Chris and I said, honestly, what are the odds? And he said, well, Sean knows he can win now. He knows. I've known yeah. for years. He goes, now that he knows, it's done. Like, yeah. and, and so, you know, when it came out and it happened, I understood completely. Because there is a difference between Dusty believing in Ron and his belief in me versus no, I know I can win. So I think yeah. that Rami definitely he it appeared he had that at uh at the press conference last year, but he definitely has it now. So different ball game. Different ball game. He actually has one. You got another one? Yeah. Yeah, he actually has one. Um yeah, let me find one here. Um How do you know when you're using a good quality protein powder versus a shitty one. Uh, wow. This, number one, it tastes amazing. Wait, that doesn't count. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I was getting really specific. Uh, no, I mean, honestly, I don't, I, I can't say as to whether or not it's a quality, but what I look for is your digestion. How do you feel yeah. when you drink it? You know what I mean? Is, does your stomach yeah. feel clean? Does everything, is it affecting your digestion in any negative way? Because, a protein powder is partially pre-digested anyways. It should be as clean as can be. Um, I don't actually do really well with some of the protein powders, so I use pure isolates all the time. Um, right. And that's, that is is a huge factor for me uh, With I mean, because there's essentially nothing else in a pure isolate uh, as far as other than flavoring. Yeah, so, it's a couple of yeah, grams. Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah, you should pay I, most attention to how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, how you feel, how your gut acts. Um, a good whey protein should essentially, obviously, if you're blending up a shake or something, it's going to be different. But if you're just shaking it up in water, um, you know, let's say you're doing, you know, one or two scoops in like a big shaker, it should it should go down and it should, you know, within a few minutes, it should have your stomach should be just as calm as if you drank water. You know, like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like, bleh, bleh, like you shouldn't have any of that. Um, it it's either the protein powder or it's you, <laughs> you could be broken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, valid, actually. but essentially, 
Yeah, but essentially, I mean, whey protein isolate should kind of go through you like water. It's 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 really fast, and yeah. um, and you know, as long as you're not, you know, if you some people that use like the concentrates or the maybe the the supermarket brands like the lower end products that are cheaper, you know, you wind up getting a little more lactose in there, or they use a little bit For cheaper sure. flavors, or they use this and that to make it taste better, and then you you're farting and you got like. It, because protein, it, protein doesn't really cause gas. Everyone thinks you got protein farts. No, it's actually yeah. carbs that cause carbs are what cause gas. So if you're drinking protein right. powder and you're farting a lot, it's the car has too many carbs in it, right. <laughs> and it's you know, shitty quality carbs that you can't digest. Like you maybe you know it's like you know if it's concentrated, there might be a bit of lactose in there, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, stomach, how flat are you? Yeah, that, that sounds really simple. You know, it's funny too. I was, I was uh, laughing the other day. Do you remember when you used to buy like the blender bottles for your shaker cups or the screen at the top of the shaper cup? Now all the protein is so mixes so easily. Like even when I got the the uh, the ice shaker, first thing I did was take that ball thing out of the top and throw it away because I was like, I don't need this shit. And it mixes yeah. perfect every time. <laughs> Like, See, I remember. The, I remember day, you had to battle the the you had to battle to get the damn chunks out of your protein just to shake it up like half the time you were blending it just to get it halfway decent well dude in the 90s when i went to australia right i had a fucking blender in my hockey bag like i carried a blender around with me because you couldn't shake up you couldn't shake up protein like you couldn't stir up protein or shake it up it would just be like clumpy lumpy right you know you needed a blender and um, so we carried around a blender, electric frying pan and a blender with the clo- clothing wrapped around it, you know? Yeah, keep it safe. <laughs> I love that. Like, that's one of those things because I remember that too is like, we, in fact, to be honest, Mutant was uh, not such true. So the first one that I forced when they made a gainer, it was the first time that I shook up a weight gainer. And I was like, yeah, you could shake up weight gainers now, and then this you're right. Like, shakes yeah. up. <laughs> like I was yeah. stunned that I could shake up a gainer. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like guys that are coming in now, they have no idea of how different it was back in the day. Or, or do you remember when they when they first came in? They had the base and the plus. We had to mix yeah, a base and mix a plus with plus. metrics, and then one of them always ran out before the other one. <laughs> it's like right. How does this work? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah I don't, they come I don't, a long ways, just just slightly, and, and and they're actually palatable now. So it's a little. What plus was the as very well. first? What was the very first protein powder or weight gainer that you ever bought? Like the very first jug. Uh that would be the heavyweight gainer nine hundred. I think Champion Nutrition oh. made that. Boom! Beautiful. <laughs> I can see. The so label. you do it. You can see the mine, bottle, the mine. label. Mine was Perfect 900. Who was that? Nature's Best, Perfect 900. That was the weight gainer. Nature's Best is uh, like a big supplement company. I don't know if you have Nature's Best down there, but they made all the perfect stuff. And so they had Perfect 900 was the weight gainer. Yeah, Perfect Isopure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make the drinks. Yeah, Perfect's still around. Yeah, Yeah, they're still around, but they they made a Perfect 900 and it came in like, Vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. And I remember the strawberry had these little red things in it, like little tiny dehydrated chunks. And it was yeah, like, that's a, it was delicious. Yeah, my, Myoplex used to do that too with the strawberry, the chunks. 
Yeah. I remember I, I had a hard time with that as a kid because I have a texture issue. I couldn't drink those. I was like, nah, See, that's, another, that's, that doesn't work. Another <laughs> thing about those old proteins is I love that retro. I think companies should bring it back. Do that retro vanilla. That old oh, yeah. vanilla that, that tasted like super creamy but kind of fake. Like really, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone tries to do like vanilla bean and like really good, you know, good, you know, but that old kind of back when powders sucked, the amount of vanilla flavor they would put in there. (laughs) Whatever they could. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that shit. That's actually true. That's very true. Retro vanilla. That's the new one. 80s vanilla. That's what they should call it. They should do a protein and call it actually maybe 90s vanilla. 90s, 90s yeah, yeah. Oh, God. All right, I got, okay. I got a good, I got a good one for us to close out with. Okay. Can any topic be made into a joke, or are some topics off limits? <laughs> so that's a great question. I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a free speech absolutist, uh, for the most part. Um, I think that comedy has to have more freedom than a normal social conversation as far as consequences go. You know, like, right. like I was saying about the lady, like if you took a lady and had her just read Bill Burr's stand-up, yeah. it wouldn't be fucking funny because the timing, you know. And, and, and comedians have to be able to take risks without worrying about their careers being ended. Right. Like there has to be like, I understand if I stand on a box on the street corner and I tell a joke and I drop an, you know, drop an offensive word in there. Right. I understand that I'm going to suffer social consequences. Like there might be right. someone who sees me say it and they're like, well, I don't want to train at that guy's gym anymore. Cause I hate the fact that he said that word. Right. And no matter how much I try to explain to them that I was trying to be satirical or make a joke or bring attention to a cause, they, may, they don't want to hear it because I just said the word. They don't give a fuck. Right. I understand that. People are free to feel that way. But we can't do that to comics. Like right. we have to resist doing that to them. They have to, we have to realize that their risk taking uh, is required for our, all of our freedom of thought. Right. We, we have to be comics can't worry about their careers ending. I mean, why do you think Seinfeld doesn't play colleges anymore? Like none of those guys play colleges anymore. Chris Rock quit, quit playing colleges 20, 15, 20 years ago. Cause he said the kids can't handle my jokes. They're fuck. There's kids crying in the hallways. They can't right. fucking handle it. They're triggered by everything. And then look what happened. Like he quit playing colleges 15 years ago. And now look what colleges are like. They're way worse. Yeah. Like, you know, that all, all that. So that, that's a terrible thing. I think it's, I think that whole movement, and I, I know it's going to swing back the other way because it always does. There's always these sort of like ebbs and flows of culture. Right. Um, but I just, I, I'm, I'm a protect the comedians type of guy. I think they should be able to take risks. I hate the fact that, you know, like Sarah Silverman apologized for some of her old episodes of her show. Right. I hate the fact that she did that because those episodes were brilliant. Right. They were really good. Like th- she did an episode where she wore blackface. Yeah. yeah. Long before and, that was a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like 2007. So she was being risque, but it wasn't like career ender. Right. And I thought that episode was brilliant because she, she took the risk of wearing blackface and she brought 
she, she made me aware. Like I watched the episode and I was like, oh, wow. Like I get why I get, cause she sort of explains the history of it in the episode unintentionally. Like that's, that's, so you wind up learning like what it was and right. why we shouldn't do why it. It's a problem. Yeah. Like it's, 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 this, it's, it's satire. It's, it's the perfect way to make a point. Right. And then she apologized for it. I'm like, no, that was a, that was a, I like, you made me understand it better. So right. you did something. Um, how many more hundreds of thousands of people saw it and thought, fuck, this is pretty brilliant comedy. Like she's taking risks here, but I could see why this is a good thing or, or a good thing for some people to be exposed to. And there's all sorts of examples of that. Like, you know, I mean, Louis CK has a joke where he drops the N bomb. Right. And I don't know if he could tell that joke now, but you can find it on YouTube. He's talking right. about when the guy makes your coffee, acceptable right. times to use the end bomb, right? And and he tells that joke and the whole crowd fucking roars. Right. You know, and they pan they pan the crowd and the black people are laughing really fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, of course. So so that day in that room with all those people that were there, he was in a conversation with them and that was acceptable. But you know, people could go back now and pull that clip out and go, look at this joke by Louie how terrible this is. And I'm like, he wasn't talking to you. Yeah. He was yeah, talking to people in the room and they're all, they were all laughing. Like, I, I just hate that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, sometimes I think truthfully for me, it's those edgy ones that really get me to laugh. Cause part of it is also the Holy shit. She just said that. Yeah, the, he just said that. Yeah, like <laughs> taking risks. Yeah. When we see other people take risks, it makes us think and thinking mm -hmm. is good. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why I saw that question. I'm like, this one's too good to, to walk away from the episode uh, without uh, touching. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. wait. Where is that thing? I hope I wasn't too overly sensitive about that, Dusty. I, I liked it a ton. And uh, by the way, before we close, because I, I had to, I actually got an email uh, from a, a client, an a old client of mine, but actually he and his wife are huge followers of the show, Jerry and Lisa, and they actually just oh. celebrated their 33rd anniversary and wanted to uh, have it on the show. So I wanted to make sure to uh, toss that up there real quick. You got, you got, yeah. I, I had the message too. Yes, awesome. I got that. And I was like, I have to, I have to make sure this comes up. So happy anniversary to you guys. And it's awesome. This, like, we got both of them watching and listening to the show. It's phenomenal. They will get it's this so last you're like, too. You're like, before we close, and uh, my first thought is, oh, I got that, that wedding thing I got to say, the anniversary thing I got to say, and then you did it. So, yeah, yeah thanks, Jerry. Jerry's a, Jerry's a very loyal uh, watcher or listener. I'm not sure if he's a YouTuber or a Spotifyer. Uh, I don't know, but I, I think that Lisa actually watches. So we got okay. both. Okay. But, yes, okay. 33, 33 years and – uh, to give you an idea of how long they've been uh, not just around, but around the, the game, she actually bought him one of the uh, uh, Get get Freaky Train Nasty shirts that I made for iForce like a decade ago. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually Train Nasty, Get Freaky, but yeah. <laughs> nice. Jer Jerry's a cool guy because uh, he sent me some, uh, like we were talking about music on the show one time and people right. dying. Yeah. And then his message right at, his message was right after was, Jeff Lavar from Cinderella, the greatest hairband ever, also died this week. And so did Biz Marquis. 
Remember Biz Marquee? You say yeah. she's just a friend. So like he 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 threw stuff like that at me, and I'm like, oh shit, that's funny. You know, people like the people like the music talk. They really dig the music talk. So, okay, thanks, Dusty. We're out of Love here. Um, yeah, got a big week. You know, lots of stuff to do. You know, absolutely every week. And then uh, next week, I think we're gonna have a guest. So I'll, I'll let you know. Oh yeah, can we finally do that? What's going on? Yes. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I haven't finalized the person, but it's who we were talking about before we tried to line up the time with, so I should have that locked in. So just so people know, we, we actually wanted to have a few more guests, but we had this person sort of lined up, so we couldn't really schedule anyone else, but now it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one, too. It'll be like, you know, a little switch up. Exactly. Okay. Well, it's been forever. It's time. I know. It's time. Okay, Dusty, remember everybody, like, share, subscribe, uh, hit the bell, uh, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, hit your poses. <laughs> okay, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>